White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. Follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tanhill is at Chris Tanhill, and the show is at Locked On Sox, 312-566-8727 if you want to leave us a voicemail, or LockedOnSox at gmail.com for email. Oh, goodness gracious, goodness gracious. Tough one tonight. Chris, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. The uh, sun will come up tomorrow. Maybe. Um, we're brought Probably to you. Not. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, we're brought to you by Stat Hero. Welcome aboard, Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash lockdown for 300% back on your first play. Thank you very much, Stat Hero. Man, Herb, this uh, this game had everything. Uh, had errors, injuries, the Canadian flag, a guy named Rowdy, the wave, cup snakes, and an umpire insulting a player. Uh, where should we start here? I guess it, we always start with the man on the mound. Let's get some positives uh, out of the way first because uh, there's not many here from this one. But Lance Lynn, oh boy, he was uh, real good tonight. Lance Lynn goes seven innings, four hits, one run, it was earned, and nine strikeouts. Season earn run average, 1.23. I believe he's got like the best uh, start to a White Sox season by a starting pitcher like in 100 years or something. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. He's awesome. And he had a really good night again last night. Yeah, and he's slowly becoming one of my favorite White Sox of all time. Ju- just in this short season, he's great at what he does. And shows emotion and gives no fucks about the other team at all. He's actually insulted that they put a bat in front of them and uh, took their place at the plate. He's like pissed every time somebody's in front of him. It's so great. I love this guy. And the only thing I wanted out of him tonight (laughs) is the effort he gave us. And I wanted his manager to allow him to give us more effort. I know it was at 95 pitches, but Lance Lynn is not a pitch guy. There's no pitch limit. There's, I'm tired, Skip, get me out of the game. I'll tell you when I want to be out of the game. 95 pitches and how the game was going right there. God, I got to I gotta disagree right there. All right, well. well I, I actually, I don't need to disagree. I first guessed that. Yeah, you did. I saw it online. You, you did. And we'll get back to it in a second, uh, the case uh, for Lance Lynn staying in that, in that ball game. But, you know, I, I thought he just did a really nice job after getting high on the pitch count early on. He starts to settle in around the fourth inning. He goes one, two, three in the fourth and fifth, strikes out two in the fifth, getting more economical with his pitches as the game goes on. In the sixth inning, there's a big spot there with Bichette, Vlad, and Hernandez. He gets the quick out from Bichette, quickly gets, you know, uh, 
Bichette to ground out, and then Vlad strikes him out on that great pitch, that that cutter on the outside edge uh, that's unhittable and still in the strike zone. And then he strikes out Hernandez with a little spice, with a little flavor. And we saw the video on social media of her. <laughs> I, I I don't know of, of Lance. I don't know what he was saying there. Well, we may need to consult our our resident uh, lip reader, Jason Goff, one of the one of the best to ever do it to see what he was saying there. There's no way to know. But he retires 18 of his last 20 uh, through the seventh inning there, and that that's where uh, he leaves the ball game. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at this. My first gut reaction is, you know, a competent bullpen can get you through that game. It's really one inning because you're going to have Hendricks come in and finish it off, and he's been lights out. So you're, you're asking your bullpen to give you three outs, and Aaron Bummer should be more than capable – to do that uh, it was not the case. Uh, it was not his fault alone. But I, I, I see what you're saying there. But with the informed information that we have of Rick Hahn saying they're going to start to hold some of these guys back, it's all about bullets in the chamber, I suppose, for September and October. But uh, with games like this, uh, it has me questioning if you're even going to uh, get there. <laughs> you know, you can't really plan for the postseason until you get there, I think, in a lot of ways. Not having Kopech as Stoney alluded to uh, at the end of that game. And by the way, he is not uh, on a timetable for return just yet. I don't know if it's an actual setback with the injury or they're just trying to slow roll him so he can be ready for extended innings uh, in uh, October. And then we'll get to the magical injury in a second. But yeah, I I can see why you were against Lance Lynn coming out of that ball game there just simply because of the way he finished off his outing there. But I I tend to think of this as, you know, Aaron Bummer should be able to get you through that inning. And granted, he was not sharp, but he didn't uh, get the strikeout on a play that Grandal should have made. That that was that was horrendous. That that was a pass ball that should not have been. You, you should be talking about two quick outs there, and then the inning really spirals out of control to that point. Um, but I, before we move on, but the, the the concept of taking Lynn out there, he's on a one year contract, man. You're supposed to ride him into yeah. the ground. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like if you look at this thing. It's you know what what's you, you you ride him as long as you can in every single outing you can because he's only here for one year. Now if they have if they're currently in talks to extending him, I I don't think that's the case. I haven't heard anything. I'm not necessarily plugged in in that regard, but it, they're 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 acting like with all these guys like that you know that oh yeah you know got 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 to be very cautious here you know I, with certain guys I understand uh, Keichel I don't really understand. I don't no. think he's a guy that you're gonna have to have. Pitch in a postseason series, most likely, and almost you know, and you're treating him with kid gloves. But the Lynn thing, it just uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense in that regard because he's here on a rental, and you you know, he's not the type of guy that's going to be like take me out of this ball game, especially for three extra outs the way he was going. I'd have to agree. But at the same time, Bummer, like I said, should have been able to get out of that one. But he got no help from the defense. T.A. Uh, with, the, with the big, bad error there costing a couple runs. A lot of plays that should have been made tonight, I think, is how, how you look at this one. And not necessarily the, the fault of the manager or Aaron Bummer or Cody Hoyer, who, who rolled up that ground ball double play that he was not able to get. And uh, he, Jason Benny thought he got it, though. Um, but, you know, it just it was a bad night all around, and sloppy defense didn't help. But you have to think that maybe if Lynn stays in that ball game, uh, things remain uh, status quo. But baseball, it's a funny game, man. The funny things happen with that ball out there, and it certainly happened last night. Yeah, and if um, we would have had successful eighth inning by Aaron Bummer there, I still would have brought it up on this show that yep. I wanted Lance Lynn to be in that eighth inning because he start, he finished the seventh inning off so strong. 
Like I was like, he's still got bullets out there. And maybe Tony told him something or Lance could have told Tony something. Say, hey, man, I'm an empty tank right now. I don't have 100 percent tonight, but my I'm going to give you 100 percent of my 100 percent. And I'm all empty tank in this seventh inning. That's the only reason you take Lance Lynn out if he just tells you I'm done and I'm going to go all out in this last inning. But otherwise, for you to take him out proactively, I'm not a fan of that. So moving on here, this is a real sloppy game. Not, you know, offense not good enough. Defense just horrible, horrendous. This is not something that we see often. I saw a lot of uh, anti-Tim sentiment there uh, in, in in that one inning of totality there between mm-hmm. the, the the top half with the the two-run error. And let me say something about Tim. Like that that's a play that should have been made. I don't think he was interfered with by Vlad Jr. there. It was kind of a, a suspect slide, but I, I don't think it had much to impact the play there. It's a play that should have been made. And but when you look at I, I look at errors by made made by shortstop, you know, and, and Tim is not even in the top ten, I don't believe. You know, the good players will make errors out there at shortstop. Tatis actually leads the uh, the the league in errors at shortstop. So just miss me with the whole Tim Anderson's defense is still bad thing because he's gotten really good out there and he's and he's got he's really made adjustments this year and they were just talking about it in this ball game earlier like how how soft his hands have gotten and how he really absorbs that ball and sometimes you know he just made a wild throw in a, in a spot where you could least afford it so you know physical errors you know I will not pound him for you'd like to see that play made Grandal you know that's you know what you're getting with him it's a play he should have made uh, but it was just a bad baseball there and in the worst possible and people were talking about Tim Anderson sort of you know, uh, taking the game into his own hands there, trying to make up for the error he made in the top half inning by stealing two bases in a spot where they're still only down two runs up at that point. What did you make of that sequence there by, by T.A.? Obviously, obviously, they weren't able to bring him in, so it's all for naught, but there was risky base running there, uh, some might say, in that inning, in the uh, oh. eighth inning. Oh, yeah. He was on tilt. As uh, poker players know, when you lose a tough hand or you're, you're, you got a tough read and you lose – you're on tilt for the next couple hands, and the best thing is to fold those cards because you know you're not going to be playing at your full capacity. It started in the at-bat. The guy threw a slider, slider, fastball, and all uh, were awry, and I think he walked on four pitches, and Timmy gave him a look like he was trying to do this. This guy just didn't have the control of his uh, stuff out there, so Timmy was already just ready to start something. Stealing second. He made it. I'm fine with it. The stealing third thing was totally ridiculous. It's the wrong move. You're down two runs. You're already fast. A single scores you. Don't need to push it to steal third. I understand people say, you know, pass ball. You get the sacrifice fly. It's easier to score from third, but it's not worth the risk of being out as the run that would not even come close to tying the game. It would just give you one run. You have to still score, which is the guy at pl- at the plate. Let him hit a ball to score you, and let the next guy hit a ball to score that next guy. Your run in all uh, – it means nothing at the point. So you getting out is ridiculous right there, Tim. So it was uh, a player running on tilt. I don't blame him, but you usually don't see Tim out of control emotionally, and he was there, yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's weird because Tim is usually very composed and he's hitting, so it's not like he's pressing, but I think maybe it was a direct correlation to a play that he should have made in the top half of the inning there. Um, you know, the 
this offense tonight, not particularly good, only scoring the two runs. You know, there were some encouraging things early here, and it looked like they were going to win a tight ball game. You know, I love the at-bat from, from of all people, Leary Garcia in the fifth. He works that nine-pitch at-bat, and then you get the hit-and-run going with Nick Madrigal, who's, you know, starting to slug a little bit. He's able to score Leary on the double. But then, of course, later in the game, you have the injury to Nick Madrigal. Comes up lame while running to first base, and uh, it's right hamstring soreness is what they're calling it right now so we don't know the severity but it sounds a lot better than uh than a torn achilles is what was thrown out there that i saw on social media some people fearing the worst which i i do as well sometimes when you see stuff like that happen on non-contact stuff but uh it's going to hurt this team to not have nick madrigal because it's 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 crazy but he's playing the best baseball of you know his Sox career since we've seen him up here uh, in the last calendar year, he missed a big chunk of the year last season with the injury to the shoulder. But the defensive errors have he, he's largely put those behind him, and he's starting to hit for extra base power too. And it's just unfortunate. Worst possible time. It's like he's one of your legitimate threats in the lineup now, and you can do a lot of things with him when the other guys aren't hitting, and you already have the injuries to Eloy and Luis Robert. But uh, it could not have happened at a worse time than have uh, Nick Madrigal hurt, and we'll find out more tomorrow, obviously. But uh, it's certainly not good at this point. No, and, you know, we give, and I especially give Nick Madrigal his comeuppance when he does deserve it, but the kid has been playing like the guy that people told us he was going to play like. And like you said, the slug from me, like he's putting two balls over the fence. That first one, you know, you could say wall scraper or whatever. It's opposite field. The second one he hit the other day, mercy, that was crushed. The man's got a little pop in his bet. I was surprised that he would hit multiple home runs this year. I just didn't see the pop in his bet, but he has turned it all around and getting more um, more me and more excited for this player. If he can just add anything near like a 450 sluggy percentage to all already de- decent glove, decent legs, and premium sing- singles bet, that's a guy that we can use. And that guy was on track for like a four win season this year. So that's a hundred percent, maybe close to an all-star this year. I don't know if uh, who's doing well, DJ LeMay, who's doing well at second base. So he'd probably come off the bench, but he was doing much better than I expected him. So I hope it's slight hamstring be out two weeks. That's this is, I feel the same way about this as I felt about Luis Robert. I hope for something slight, but I'm fearing something huge. After a quick timeout, we'll talk about one of the oddest things we've ever seen happen in a major league ball game next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports actually lose? Well, it's really surprising, isn't it? The game is rigged against you at times. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time, and you don't stand a chance, do you? Until now. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner, take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one on one. Play Stat Hero now, change the odds. 
Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of, folks. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by rockauto.com. Folks, summer's coming. You better start planning those road trips if you haven't already. I know I've got three or four in mind all ready to go for this summer. But before I go anywhere, I need to make sure that my car is running the way it should. And if I need any parts for my car, I know there's only one place to go, and that's our friends at rockauto.com. Because there's so many different makes and models of cars these days, it's become impossible to find all the parts that your car is going to need at your traditional chain storefront. You go in these places, and you ask the person behind the counter, and you sit there and you wait in line, and no one wants to wait in line in a store these days. And they punch up the stock that they have on their computer only in their warehouse only. Why limit yourself to those limited choices when you have access to the most vast library of auto parts online at rockauto.com. Our friends at rockauto.com, they're a family business and they've been serving customers just like you and I online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Rockauto.com's got everything from engine control modules to brake parts and tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com, they're always going to be reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They're not like these big box chain storefronts. Why spend up to twice as much when you don't have to? Go to rockauto.com and when you go there, please do me a favor. Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that your friends at Locked On White Sox sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need only at rockauto.com. The offense was uh, impacted tonight. I, you know, Jose Bray with not a great performance, and it was pretty clear. I mean, you watch this game long enough, and how many times do we talk about this when you, when you do a baseball podcast five days a week? You see things in this game that you have never seen before, and this game has been around for nearly 200 years, <laughs> seemingly, and you see something that you've never seen before, and of course I'm talking about the home plate umpire hitting Jose Abreu with the bat. Just it, it, It's insanity. The home plate umpire, Eric Back, is trying to clear the bat out of the way during a play at the plate, and he ends up hitting Jose Abreu, and all of a sudden, you just you, the, the play is happening in front of you, and all of a sudden, here's Jose just down on the ground wailing, and you're just like, "What the hell? This you know stuff, bad stuff keeps on happening to this team. Freak injuries, like that's something I've never seen. I don't think anyone who's, who did the broadcast had ever seen that, but he was pretty clearly affected in that first at bat. He still was able to hit the ball pretty hard, but you could tell he was having a, a tough time putting weight on that left knee, but it just like the freak things that happen to this team, man, I'm, I'm over it quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I'm at a loss of words for what's going on this season, but also kind of hopeful because yeah, we've had those injuries, but guys have stepped up. This team has overcome so much this year that I am fearful that Nick's going to be out for a long time, but also hopeful that, his replacement, either Mendick or oh, Jesus, Lurie Garcia, can do some <laughs> damage while they're in there for um, Tony Larusa's squad. And w- take whatever Tony Larusa does bad, and he did a lot of bad today. I think the playing of all these players, I think you spoke about the Jake Lamb thing early in the year that he's trying to get him ready for September and October, given all this extended playing time. Nick Williams didn't, you know, succeed. 
while these other guys have succeeded in their little roles. So Tony has done a great job of exposing these guys to more playing time. So when they do get called upon, they get clutch hits like Lurie got last night or a couple day- nights ago. And then Adam Eaton comes in and pinch hits a couple nights ago and gets a hit. So for whatever we say about Tony, it's bad. That might be a positive where he's giving everybody some equal time. Yeah, you know, Danny Menick's another one of those guys that falls in the group of baseball player. I think he's done everything you asked of him. He played the outfield when he's never played outfield before. So, you know, I they won't miss a ton uh, defensively with Danny Mendick. If you remember him in, in Nick Madrigal's stead last season, he made some really nice plays there at second base. So, you know, and plus he provided a little bit of pop. Um, we haven't seen him enough this year in, in extended periods of, of play that Pop's going to come back. But, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly not ideal. And, you know, you, you talk about sometimes, uh, you know, when you're looking at to, to, to diagnose a team, it's like that analogy about the, the veterinarian. Like, you know, they, the, the, the patient's not going to tell you what's, what's wrong. You have to, like, diagnose it, you know. And I think right now mm-hmm. – hang on, I think it stopped recording. All right. And right now, it appears that the, one of the big problems on this team is that right-handed arm in that bullpen. We were just talking about it the other day, and that could be one of Rickon's biggest needs. But you have problems now with Cody Hoyer, who looked real bad. He lucked into that ground ball that should have ended the inning, and then Matt Foster came in, and Matt Foster, just fresh off the mill carton, he comes in there, and he didn't look particularly well either. Um, I, I have concerns about the right-handed side in this bullpen here. Uh, me too. It's just very disappointing. We were talking about it. Like Our guy, besides Liam Hendricks, would be Jose Ruiz that we trust the most probably at this time. Yeah, that guy, I mean – if Kopech was available, that would be that guy. But out of the available right-handers the White Sox have right now, it's a guy like Jose Ruiz, and I don't 100% trust him either. So, yeah, they need something to get over this because Hoyer, it's it's good this year. I mean, it's good tonight, but it wasn't been good this whole year. Bummer has had good numbers, but we both know – he has not been steady and consistent like he was in 2019. Everybody was like, okay, this is the next level right there. And then Foster, I mean, might he need to go back down to AAA and get another guy up here that can get out because he doesn't look like the same guy or they figured him out and just sitting on change-ups for him and he needs to figure refigure them out. So well, Yeah, the control's an issue, and it's you attribute that to him just not being in there enough. And I, I don't know if, if, if Tony's gotten a little gun-shy with, uh, with Matt Foster after that first awful series in Seattle, but I, I worry that he just needs to get more, more reps in there, and I don't know if those reps are for him at the major league level right now. Um, you know, it just I, I don't see it there. So I think you, you, that's a that's a good point by you. Maybe sending him down, not as a demotion per se, but hey, just get the feel back for for a little bit. Go down there for a week, get some outings in there, feel good about yourself again, and come on back and be the same dude that you were in 2020. So yeah, we'll see what happens there, and hopefully uh, Rickon can get on the horn. I mean, he called us yesterday. Rickon said that he was talking to Ian Kennedy directly, so which is really unconventional. Uh, but we'll come back after a quick timeout. We'll open up the mailbag. And we will preview tomorrow's show, our final show of the week here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. There's so many things you could bet on each and every day at betonline.ag. 
It's got all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even your UFC MMA action. Got a huge series with the Cardinals this week. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the latest news and odds, and you can sign up for bonuses and contest information. If you're someone who likes to play the Dow, you can bet on what the final digit of the Dow is going to be each and every day, okay? When I tell you they have everything, they have everything. I'm also looking at the hot dog eating contest this year, Joey Chestnut. Right now, the over-under set at 74.5 hot dogs for Joey Chestnut for Wednesday, June 30th, 2021, the hot dog eating contest for this year. You want to bet on the New York lottery? You can do that. You can bet on whether or not the number is going to be odd or even. I'm telling you, they've got all your betting needs covered here at Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code. Locked on at Bet Online. That's promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Herb, quickly here, should we open up the bag real quick? Let's do it. A lot of emails. We're going to try to get to some. There's another email. I love email. Where can the folks send their impassioned pleas uh, to the White Sox, locked on White Sox mailbag here during a game, anytime in the morning, stream of consciousness, day or night? Where can they send their emails to the show here? Send it to lockedonsocks at gmail.com. That is lockedonsocks at gmail.com. So we have one in here from uh, Stephen Arlington Heights, uh, and we were talking about that Tim Anderson play that was not made. It's uh, an email sent out of clear frustration. Uh, Steve says, wow, another tight riveting game, but uh uh-oh, another lazy catch by the catcher and a showboat throw by T.A., that turned a potential escape into a two-run deficit, having flashbacks to the first few weeks of the season. Yikes. Thank you, Steve, from Arlington Heights. I disagree. I don't think that was a showboat throw. I just think it was uh, not the best footwork by T.A. I mean, what did you what did you make of that throw? I know we already addressed it, but I think that's a mischaracterization to call it a showboat throw. Exactly. I, he was not in a great position. It was a bang-bang play where he had to run to second base plant and then throw the ball to first base. I think running that fast and having that uh, trajectory of having to miss Vlad Guerrero Jr. from stepping on him made the throw high. So I think Jose should have jumped up. He looked like he, and while Jason is awesome, he anticipated the out because it looked like Jose was reaching for the ball and he was going to catch it, but it was like a foot over his his head. So I wish Jose would have just went up and saved the ball from going into the dugout and it was scored. I mean, it was saved a run there for the White Sox. But instead, Jason, you know, said that he caught the double play because he's anticipating it. And I was too. And Timmy is not a showboat when it comes to defense. I mean, he has the great arm and he likes to show it off, but there's no nothing that Timmy likes more than getting outs. He doesn't love celebrating something before he gets the job done. Absolutely. All right. So we wrap it up here and we've, uh, you know, the rubber match is coming up tonight. Sox and Jays, uh, another uh, 7-10 first pitch on the south side and uh, 
going for the White Sox will be Dallas Keuchel with uh, a 4-2-5 earn run average. He's 4-1 on the season against uh, Hyunjin Ryu, who is 5-3 with a 3-2-3 earn run average. So a, a battle of lefties for the rubber match here. And, you know, I was surprised to learn that Vlad Jr., you know, Vlad Jr. has been kept in check uh, this whole series in terms of keeping him in the ballpark. So hopefully uh, Lance can do the same there. And the splits, I did not realize that until he mentioned on the broadcast that his splits against lefties are actually uh, more favorable. It's They're not terrible, but it's just like, you know, it, against righties, he, he, he eats, uh, you know, even uh, even better. So, you know, need a, need a big one from Dallas. You know, that we don't call on uh, Dallas Keuchel too often and be like, hey, man, I need you to step up here and uh, and give us some vintage Dallas Keuchel he, like he did in his last outing against the Tigers. But uh, this Blue Jays team, man, solid team. You know, they, they, they have not been as advertised this series. The White Sox pitching staff has, has done a good job of keeping them in the ballpark. But, man, Bo Bichette, solid player. Seems like he's been on base this entire series and Vlad Jr. on base, but just by, by virtue of the walk this entire series. So they're going to have to continue on that trend and, and not let the, uh, not, you know, beat themselves, the White Sox and keep these guys in the ballpark. And, you know, I, I like the chances, but they've got a formidable uh, mound opponent in Ryu tonight. With the use of the bullpen in the last two nights by the uh, Tony Larusa, going to need a long outing from Dallas Keuchel tomorrow. It's going to have to be somewhere in the six or seven inning range. We can't do five and dive tomorrow. It's got to be deep because the bullpen's been exhausted. Uh, every pitcher I think out there has pitched in this series so far. And, you know, while we have uh, a game tomorrow and then not another off day, I think until the Monday prior uh, after this. So, these guys will have to work a lot in this this next stretch because they're playing some tough teams, especially next week with Tampa Bay and Houston. Going to Houston is going to be really tough. So we need to tamp them down, as Rick said, to keep them you know, a little bit fresher. But I need Dallas, since he only pitched 80 pitches at the last start, to give us 110 if he could. That would be great because the White Sox really need it to go into the next series. And we need we need this proving ground league. We failed against the Yankees, got swept there. We split versus the Boston Red Sox. We need to show the AL East that we're a competent team so we can get some confidence ourselves that, hey, we're not just beating up on the Central. We're not just bum slayers. We can beat some of the top teams in the league. Uh, real quick on the way out here, this is all I have. We're thinking about our guy uh, Matt Zawaski, aka Father Zoe, aka at Southside Zoe on Twitter. Uh, who you know, we're thinking about him because of the Nick Madrigal injury. He's the number one uh, Nick Madrigal defender, and it's been a pretty easy uh, task of late as Nick Madrigal's been pretty damn good. But uh, he he you know put up with uh, all the Nick Madrigal uh, anti Nick Madrigal sentiment over the last calendar year when it was well deserved in my opinion. But uh, but uh, what Zoe sent us a very nice. Uh, uh, you tweet this morning about how he's been checking out the show during his morning commute and how we're you know here five days a week and even with the youngster in the car with them and uh, you know made me realize sometimes the, these profanities will slip on occasion but it is what it is and uh, but I, I that sometimes you know these things are appreciated when uh, when our um, our colleagues reach out and say they're enjoying the show so you guys definitely should check out the pinwheels and Ivy podcast. 
uh, with uh, with Southside Zoe, and of course uh, our guy uh, K Fitz, right? Like he's yeah, K Fitz and uh, Aldo Soto too. Yeah, so I know you've been on with those guys before, and uh, K Fitz is a guy early on in the one away tourney. I was like, what's what's this guy's deal here? And but but I gave him the follow. He followed me back uh, during the one away tourney, and I enjoy his Cubs thoughts. Smart baseball people over there at Pinwheels and Ivy, and uh, I appreciated that because I thought I was uh, I was trash a couple times this week because of some personal things I, I was going through it, and I thought that on the show I was bad. Uh, yeah. So when people say that they like the show, uh, even when I feel like I was bad, that's that's good. It made me feel good. So thank you very much, Zoe, for checking out the show, and everyone is as always for checking out the show. We've got one more this week, and we are getting closer and closer to that Pittsburgh trip. Uh, so that's that's the one thing that I've got in my sights here that's going to make me feel all better. So that's all I got tonight, Herb. All right, that is Chris Tanhill, and I second what you just said about Matt Zawaski. Oh, that I was I, trash? Yeah, I agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is Chris Tanhill. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris Tanhill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. And the show is at Locked on Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go and subscribe there. I actually am going to do something, Tanny. Um, I didn't even tell you about it. Oh, no. People who have listened this far... It's an honor that you listen this far. So I'm not going to tonight's game, Thursday night's game oh, yeah. versus the Blue Jays. So if you listen this far, DM me on that Eckner Wall 23. The first person that Ooh. is available to go to the game tonight will get my section 533 uh, tickets for tonight's game versus the Toronto Blue Jays. Only DM me if you have another person you want to go with and you're available to go only do that wow so this these drop at midnight so yeah the first person to and your twitter is at ecknerwall 23 so the first person to dm you your dms are open they're open wow oh yeah yeah people i'm I'm not afraid i don't i don't see them all (laughs) but i am not afraid i'm not afraid um to open the dms so all right that's that's awesome that's good stuff right there uh sorry for i had you know forgotten that you had those tickets there yeah so you got some for next week too that i cannot go to so we'll be giving those away you're but like Pappy. probably not like this. You're turning into Pappy, just giving away all this free stuff for the people's out We're here. We're gonna hug a black tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, that that's awesome that you're giving away your seats, and uh, you can say that you sat in Herb's seats. So yeah, that that's good stuff right there. So first person to tweet. Uh, to DM Herb, first person to DM Herb after this podcast drops. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how long it, it will be because we know our guy Zach Byrne will probably be the first to make it through the entire episode. He's always the first to, to tweet it in the morning, the link to the show, but he's not coming all the way to Chicago from Wisconsin to sit in your seat. So it'll be interesting to see who gets him. Uh, so, you know, we'll see after a tough loss tonight too. So we'll, we'll see who gets at it first. So uh, that's it. That's all I got. Saying goodbye again and turning into our guy Farmer here. Have a great night. Don't talk to me tomorrow about what happened, friends. I know I'm going to see you at the health club. <laughs> exactly. So that's all I got. <laughs> all right. That is Chris Stanhill. I'm Herb Lawrence. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked on Socks.